0: See what FedEx can do for your business.
1: Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Thursday, October 20th, and We are here trying to hold your hand through turbulent times and try to help you make better financial decisions. And when I say we, it is me and Mark Telercio. Hello, Mark.
2: Hello, Jill. I was just thinking, you know, we're not actually recording this on the 20th, but when it is the 20th, you will be in a very nice location.
1: I know. I am attending a conference. It's such a boondoggle conference. I'm so psyched. And it's in, are you ready, gang? Greece. I will be in Athens, Greece as this airs. I will be arriving early in the morning. It's a long flight, actually, Mark. I was like, oh, yeah, it is south. So hopefully uh, I make it with uh, with very few bumps in the travel roads. And um, yeah, and I'll be there for a week. So all the episodes you hear for the next week, I will be uh, gallivanting around Greece. Excited. Never been.
2: What is the drink that they have? Ouzo? Is that what it's called?
1: Uzo, Yeah. Uzo. I will not be drinking any of that, I don't think. I mean, maybe like a taste. It's sort of like limoncello. Like it's like one of those things where it's like it's fun for like two sips and then then I'm done. So I'll be sticking to my normal alcoholic menu. All right. So, uh, Mark, what else are we talking about? Baseball. We were just talking about how the Mets disappointed us as we as they always do or often do, I should say. It's been a long time since they haven't disappointed us. Do you remember 1986? Were you like a young youngster, right?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was eight years old. So, you know, it was kind of like my early memories of the world of sports.
1: Oh, my God. It was such a I loved that. It was so much fun.
2: My most vivid baseball memory is 1988, the 88 World Series between the Dodgers and the A's. That was my that's my real first sports memory.
1: Really? What about when it was a Subway series in 2001 after 9-11?
2: No, no, no. It was 2000.
1: And then 2001 was when it was like the Yankees were making a run for it after 9-11, right?
2: Yeah. And then they lost to Arizona. Yeah.
1: Hmm. That's a shame. That was really it. That was we was robbed. Okay, why are we talking so much about New York? Because the person on our line is originally from New York. It's Stephen, who now lives in Virginia. Hi, Stephen. What's your early childhood memory of uh, of the baseball world?
3: Hey, Jill uh, and Mark. Great. Great to talk with you. I remember the 86 uh, Mets very well. I was a huge Gary Carter fan and uh, I was uh, 11 years old and listening to that game six when it uh when when the ball went between uh, bill buckner's legs i'll never forget it yes
1: that was so good i'm older than both of you and i was like in college and i loved it um okay without go dwelling on on too much on baseball because this is a financial show steven what brings you to us what can we do for you sir
3: well, thanks very much for um, taking the time to speak with me. I listen to your show all the time and I'm really thrilled to speak with you. Um, I I was just getting, you know, wanted to try and get your advice on how my allocate, asset allocation looks for my age. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 46. Um, I think I've done pretty well, uh, but obviously, you know, uh, with the market I'm not doing as well, but I'm not, I'm not stressing too much. Part of me just kind of wonders with my allocation If I should, you know, have more money in international, if I'm even taking too much risk in stocks, um, if I should have more bonds, I'd like to be in a position to where I can retire or at least scale back part-time at age 60. But I also have a newborn child. Whoa,
1: late to the game, my man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm an old, an old dad. I'm feeling it.
1: (laughs) I always find that the older parents are a little bit more chill. Frankly, they're like, yeah, I'm tired.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That's all right. Exactly. I'm okay.
1: So, you have a newborn. Are you partnered or married?
3: Yeah, I'm married. Um my wife is 33. Uh I'm 46 and uh have Are a, you
1: both working or are you both or is one of you staying home?
3: No, we're both working. Um we we have uh, uh her mom is is um we're paying her mom for, you know, childcare. Uh, what? You're paying uh, her? I love this. Yeah, How much she, do you have
1: to pay her? Is she a going rate or just a little bit?
3: No, just a little bit. Um, you know, we're mostly helping her with her living arrangements and stuff. You know, to be be closer to us. But it's just like a real win win for for the whole family. Fantastic.
1: So, How much do you earn, Stephen?
3: So I make um, I make about four hundred thousand a year. My wife makes about another hundred thousand, a little more. So overall, we're we're about at five hundred. So do, nice, do pretty well. Yeah. Although you live in a
1: high cost area,
3: I yeah, know that. Yeah, we do. We okay. Do.
1: So um, let's go through this. So on your 400, your 46, are you making retirement plan contributions?
3: Yes, I'm maxing my 401k at work. Uh, I'm also doing a backdoor Roth for 6000 every year for both me and my wife, putting about 10000 a year in I-bonds.
1: Based on your cash flow, you do all of that. Is there anything else that you do on an uh, ongoing basis for saving? Do you put money into a brokerage account
3: as well? Yeah, I do. Um, so I put about 2500 every two weeks into my Vanguard account. How much money right now is in
1: your 401k, Stephen?
3: So I have about uh, half a million in my 401k. Um, that's kind of my safe money. I, I kept my TSP uh, fund open. And basically, I, I have about 400,000 sitting in the TSPG fund, which has been great Government right fund. It has not lost money. And then I have about another 100,000 in my um, my employer 401k. Are you contributing to the TSP? No, um, I kept that open from my military time and when I worked for the federal government. I just keep it open mostly for access to the TSPG fund. Great, that's perfect. So 400 in the TSP, 100
1: in your 401k. And what about the Roths? How much are in each of your Roths?
3: Um, not, not that much. We I have about um, 12000 in my Roth and she has about 12000 in hers. Okay, good.
1: Now, how much is in the brokerage account?
3: So the, my brokerage account is where I have most of my money uh, at. I have about um, probably about $2.3 in Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Do you own a home? We do.
1: Okay. What's the house worth?
3: Um, so the house is worth about uh, one point four million, and we owe a million on the mortgage. Uh, we're locked in at three point one two five. Oh, your wife's retirement. What's that in there? She she has a little less than a hundred.
1: How's the cash flow? I mean, how much do you think you actually spend? Forget about all the savings. What do you suspect is your monthly need in terms of your living?
3: So, um, I, I would estimate, you know, probably 10,000. I mean, that's assuming like, Hey, if I wasn't contributing to the 401k yeah. um, and ideally, you know, later on, I think we would probably try and move to like a lower cost of living area. If I was going to try and punch out, you know, mm-hmm. at 60, I don't okay. think we'd stay here, but I would say right now, you know, 10 to 12.
1: You mentioned that you had uh, military service. Are you entitled to a military pension?
3: Yes, I am. Um, I was active duty. I'm actually still in the uh, still in the reserve. So I I serve part time still in the military Uh, with the reserve pension um, that doesn't kick in until until you're 60 years old. Mm hmm. I estimate that um, in today's dollars, um, I would get about 50000 a year at age 60 uh, in the mili- for the military pension.
1: Mark, what's the balance between the hate mail that he has all the money saved, but he has served? You know what I mean? Like, that's a little bit of a paradox. So you can't be so – how did you save so much money? Like, what's going on here? I'm fascinated. Are, are you – like you served in the military, but you were still able to save so much money. Did you inherit some money? Like what happened here?
3: No, I didn't inherit anything. And uh, frankly, you know, didn't didn't come from money at all. Never thought I'd have anything even close to this. Um, basically, when I left active duty, I uh, I worked in the federal government a little bit and um, I, I kind of took a risk with a startup um, and I got I got stock and the startup you know was successful. And, um, you know, God put me in the right place at the right time. So nah, maybe you put yourself there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when you look at your social security benefit, what does that look like in the future? Give us your full retirement age. So what's 67?
3: Yeah, it would be 67. Um, I ran the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but I want to say if I waited till 70, it would be like 4,000. Yeah. A month.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
1: This episode is brought to you
3: by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby.
1: Obviously, the pension and your social security will cover most of your needs. You have all the savings. I think you knew before you got on the air with us that you're in great shape, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel really blessed with where I'm at right now and I don't want to screw it up, you know? Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> so. Fair enough. So tell us about the allocation. Let's see what you, what you know, like, what is it that's maybe, I mean, because you do have the 400 grand in the G fund, the 401k, the current, what's that invested in?
3: Um, I basically pretty much, uh, S and P 500.
1: Okay. Just one fund basically like the whole thing. And then what about the brokerage?
3: So my brokerage, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I manage it myself. I'm a big, uh, kind of, uh, Bogle heads, you know, follower of Jack Bogle. Yeah. And uh, I, I try and keep it simple. Most of it is in Vanguard total stock market. Uh, total International. I do have some, you know, value ETFs, but you know, nothing, nothing crazy like penny stocks or nothing like that. It's it's mm. it's solid um, index funds and okay. and most of it is total stock, total international.
1: But like um, bo- but it's really all out risk because of the two point three million. Do you have some cash in there? Are there any bonds in there?
3: I have about you know five percent cash, so I, I have an, em- an emergency fund that I have sort of above and beyond. But I, w- I would say I probably have about two thousand in cash and T bills, like three mm-hmm. month Treasury bills mm-hmm. that, are, that are in that mix. But no bond funds or bond ETFs, right? Uh, no, not outside of my that that TSPG fund. What do you think, Mark?
2: It's too much risk, especially since he wants to you know I don't want to say call it quits, but he wants to you know peel it back a little bit. That that brokerage account for me has to be a little bit more conservative.
1: That's what I think. I think that you should, I, I, first of all, and, and lucky for you that, you know, you're, the bond market has collapsed also along with the stock market. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple of choices. You can move some of the money. I mean, I don't know if you have, you know, you may have some long-term gains that are embedded in this. You might have some losses. Do you, do you have a kind of a guesstimate about where you stand on a tax basis?
3: Um, yeah, I, I do. I definitely, um, I, I definitely have like a mix of, of gains and losses. I don't have any huge losses anywhere, but I, I, I do have some gains just, you know, kind of in the total stock market, but mm. there's a, you know, a couple of funds here or there that I have like, you know, maybe a $30,000 capital capital gain, you know, and they're all long-term and then some other, you know, losses of maybe 10,000 just based on like where the market is right now.
1: So there's a couple of choices. Um, I I think also that you would want to try to rotate some money, even in just a, you know, an intermediate term bond fund, which is down like 14% this year, basically. So, I mean, you could make a choice and say, all right, I'm going to rotate more money where I hope um, by, you know, over the course of the next few years, I'd like to be at least 40% in bonds at least, like cash and bonds. So you would have to add some money. Now, the question is, do you take the position of doing it all at once or do you do it slowly and surely? So at this point, you are putting five grand a month into this account. So, you know, you could certainly just say, I'm going to add it to the bond position only. Or you could try to clean some of the stuff up and maybe you've got some duplication, maybe some things that haven't worked or, ha- or have worked, but did you try to get to somewhat of a tax neutral stance free up a couple hundred thousand dollars in the, in doing so maybe, and rotate that into bonds. But I would also agree with Mark that you're a little bit overly aggressive. You've got time. So that's not the biggest issue. It's just that we have to make sure it happens. How does that sound to you, Stephen? Does it, is it scare you to, because sometimes people who have such, you know, like, you're very long-term in nature. So how do you feel about that?
3: Yeah, no, I feel very comfortable with that, and um, and it helps hearing that because, like I said, you know, when when the market was going up, it's like, okay, hey, great, but now that it's you know coming down, I mean, I'm not panicking or selling, but I'm just like, uh, you know, uh, maybe popping a few tums uh, here. Or there,
1: you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh, I think that I all right. I so yes, I think that that's. I mean, I think that's good.
2: Given the income and that it's a taxable account, would you look for a tax exempt bond?
1: I might. What's the, what's the, um, tax rate? What's the deal in Virginia? What's the tax situation? Virginia Uh, state income tax.
3: Yeah. So the I'm in the top rate, it's, uh, I believe it's five and a quarter percent. You should probably look at this. It's very easy. You can go
1: side by side and you can say, you know, what would the actual, what would the comparison B. So you might be able to get a look at say the Vanguard Intermediate Term Bond Index, look at the yield of that, and then you can pop your your tax rate in there and see like what is your real yield. And then you do the same thing and look and compare that with what a Muni a Virginia Muni bond would look like. I would look at the comparison just because you are in a top tax bracket and you know you got a lot of Moolah. I think that it's worth it to at least compare it. You're at least in the thirty five percent, if not the thirty seven. Yes. And what else, uh, what about, uh, your estate documents? Cause you have a baby.
3: Hey, I, I knew you were going to ask me about this. I ju- just updated a will, um, a will for her and I, uh, we have a child care plan in case, God forbid something really happened. Um, so I think we're in, I think we're in pretty good shape, uh, with that. And I Great. just, I just started, uh, front loading a 529 for him as well. How much money's in the 529 plan? I, so I put in uh, twenty four thousand this year. There, there was a, a way where you can basically create multiple accounts yeah. uh, to get this maximize this, the state tax deduction. So I kind of front loaded it for this year.
1: I love this man, Mark. Anything else for Stephen?
2: No, I know he asked about allocation. You know, if he should have more exposure to international stock, he's already at almost twenty percent. My answer would be no.
1: Yeah, I don't think you need to. I mean. Uh, the world's a basket case. The U.S. is the best of the baskets right now.
3: Right. <laughs> that, that was my other concern, too. So <laughs> um, so who, who who knows what the next few years will look like?
1: All right. I think that that's it. I think that we are done with Stephen. Stephen, are you done with us?
3: I, hey, I am done. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Love your show. And uh, really was really excited to be on with you today. It was really, really helpful. And thanks for all you do. Oh, uh, well, we really appreciate that.
1: And we are so grateful that you checked in with us. No hate mail, guys. Remember, active military, active duty military for many years. Leave the guy alone. Okay. Just a hard-working dude. If you have a financial question, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. When you're there, there's a contact us button. It's in the top right part of the website and you click it you complete the form, you check the box. It says you want to come on the air and Mark does everything else. Now, while you're on the website, we've got all sorts of great content that is on that site. We have our other podcast, Jill and Money. We've got a blog. We've got a radio show. You can check out my hits on television. And you can, of course, pre-order the new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. And we hope you do that because if you do, you will be invited for a very special event. Be very exciting. Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer of the program. We're distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. Try to do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel better. It will make you feel better. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.
3: what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
0: The Hargan women seem to have it all.
1: From the outside looking
2: in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing.